Welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. And um, we are here and ready to generate content for you. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Phoebe Richards. And I'm Stephanie Thompson. And we're happy to be here with you today. Oh, heck yeah, yeah we are. Hecks of yeah. <laughs> How's it going, guys? I found an apartment. <gasps> Ooh, Hell yeah. that is exciting. I know, it's not stoner news, but it's... It's good news, which means I will have my own little room where I can podcast and not feel like I'm in, because this apartment, I'm like in the kitchen living area slash there's a pinball machine right here. Like, so if I can make a little better little podcast booth, I'm excited about that. You're basically in a mall food court is what you're yeah. <laughs> Yes. Where are you moving to? Magnolia. Which is like oh, near my lovely. favorite park in the whole world, Discovery Park. Which, yeah, I, don't, I regret even mentioning because it's my little secret, but it's not a secret at all. I remember, Stephanie, when you and I went there once and sat on the bluff yep. and smoked weed and just talked for like two or three hours. Mm-hmm. And then went and did a Stoner Chicks improv show. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, what I would give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. That's going to be beautiful. like my every day, I'm going to go smoke weed on that fucking bluff. If it's yes. a nice day. I'm not going to do it if it's windy and rainy because it's dangerous. Yeah, don't do it dangerous style. <laughs> not worth it. Oh, I thought you were, because like your weed would get wet, but it makes <laughs> sense that it would be dangerous <laughs> to stand on the edge of the bluff. I mean, both are dangerous. It's just different <laughs> levels of danger. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's above my threshold. I, have I talked to you, have I talked to you all about my new favorite smoke spot? Uh-uh. No, what is There's it? There's like a little creek right next to my new place and that I go out and there's a bridge over the creek and I stand on the bridge and I was um smoking weed out there alone one day and I saw an otter oh did I did I not tell you guys about the otter no an otter in a creek it was either a river otter or uh Zach said it could have been a muskrat but it was some kind of mammal that was just cruising it was probably a river rat which might be the same thing as a muskrat yeah they are giant rats that swim in the water they're also called nutria what yeah yeah. Oh man, so not an otter but a river rat. Okay, yeah. my magical otter moment <laughs> is ruined. I used to live right by the canal that ran runs through like Fremont. I lived on the Nickerson side, right by SPU. And so I would constantly be down at the canal, like drinking and smoking and hanging out with friends. And yeah, I had the same thing where I was like sitting on the rocks on like a summer night, like toes in the water. And I was like, oh, it's an otter. <laughs> and my friend go, oh, that's a water rat. And then I was like, ugh, and like got my toes out and never sat on those rocks at night again which is silly because honestly it's only gross because of my association right yeah i mean i don't i'm not gonna let this take away from my magical moment <laughs> no it shouldn't like oh and actually nutria, the wildlife yeah nutria are actually pretty cool and if you look at pictures of them they look pretty much like a beaver with a thin tail instead of a big paddle tail Okay, ah. putting it that way does make me feel more comfortable. Because when you first said it, I got, like, full body sh- chills. So it's like a beaver. <laughs> yeah. Just shaped differently. Yeah. I think we can all get behind that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, look, you have your special smoking beaver pal, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Thank you. 
And with that, I would like to move into Weed in the News. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so this article is from Leafly.com titled, Gabriel Sunday's Dope State is the Future of Stoner Comedy. Article is by David Bienstock. So, uh... An explanation of the headline is Gabriel Sunday, an actor and writer, made a YouTube web series called Dope State. Um, so, okay, I'll read you some of the article. Uh, the, the like, other... de- like Deep State, but Dope yes, State? but Dope, dope State. state. Um, and uh, they open with a little thing about Lenny Bruce uh, talking about marijuana. And the only reason I know who Lenny Bruce is is because of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> Just side note. But says, marijuana will be legal someday, comedy legend Lenny Bruce once predicted, because many law students who now smoke pot will someday become congressmen and legalize it in order to protect themselves. A legendarily fearless performer, Bruce, was famously arrested numerous times in the 1960s for freely expressing himself on drugs, religion, politics, sex, and other taboo topics of the day. He also wrote and self-published a satirical pamphlet called The Pot Smokers that coolly mocked the era's hype and hysteria around cannabis. As for his prediction of impending legalization, while it may have taken two generations longer than promised, it did come to pass, at least for some of the country. But while stomer, stoner, stomer hooner, <laughs> while stoner humor has certainly evolved since Lenny Bruce's day, what Up in Smoke, Friday, Dazed and Confused, Harold and Kumar, Pineapple Express, Broad City, High Maintenance, and other touchstones of the genre all share in common is prohibition. I was glad, um, side note, that Broad City was listed on that list. Yeah. Um, Dope State is the first great post-prohibition stoner comedy. So this is one of the first things that's been made where a stoner comedy in the world where pot is legal. Which is something I had never really thought about. Like, a big trope in all stoner comedies is the illegality of it like there's always like the cops are chasing you or the the dealer is uh, a big trope and in a legal society there is no dealer so yeah um yeah how how would you be able to drag out into a 90 minute film about going to dockside and (laughs) a pre-order picking up a pre-order but i guess you probably could turn it in like it's a simple task like a Harold and Kumar goes to White Castle you could turn it into like a bigger thing I guess but yeah there's never really been a stoner comedy that's been about in a world where it's legal well and I feel like most of the ones are actually a lot of the conflict comes from having to be sneaky about it yes so what this guy does Gabriel Sunday he um, he's basically a, a guy trying to get into the cannabis industry. He's like this kind of dopey dude from Chico, California with neck tattoos. And he makes a product, which is an energy drink with THC in it called Treejiz. <laughs> so he's like out here trying to market his energy drink to like frat guys, etc. And, um, uh, it's a six-episode uh, miniseries on his YouTube channel, and I was—I looked him up because I've never heard of him. Like, I—I've never seen him in like improv sketch stand-up circles. Um, so I found his, his website. Last, last name Sunday. Sunday. So his uh, his website says, "Hi, I'm Gabe Sunday, write, writer, performer, filmmaker, Bay Area born, trained clown. I'm in my 30s, queer, and I think the best stories have these four elements: sad, strange, funny, beautiful." 
Um, so interesting. So uh, I watched episode one today, <laughs> so I could oh. tell you about it. He's he's basically playing like I think I, I read in here that he's plays seven characters throughout the entire thing. So it's kind of like oh. a Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy <laughs> type deal. Yep. Um, and in the first episode, he plays that guy I mentioned, and then he play he's in drag as this lady called the Duchess of Dabs, <laughs> and Ooh. she's basically like an influencer. Uh, that's just wild and crazy. So, um, the last thing I'll just read a quote from him. He said, dope state is a labor of love and also a letter to California's cannabis culture, which I grew up in and around. We shot independently all over the state, including on real weed farms and always smoking real weed with real weed people. Everybody's stuck at home right now. We all miss getting high with our friends. So I hope people get a kick out of meeting these characters. Um, so yeah, it, it looked fun. I'm going to keep watching it. Um, I It's a, yet again another uh, male-led stoner comedy, and we'll get more into that in our Stoner Movie Book Club segment. Um, so yeah, I guess that's all I have to say for now. I'll keep watching it. And I'm going to have to check it out. Back. And it's, he's called Gabriel... Gabriel Sunday. 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 Yeah. And the show's called Dope State. Dope State. Got it. Duchess yeah, thanks, of Dabs Kayla. is a rad name. Isn't it? <laughs> Duchess, Duchess of Dabs. Of Dabs. Uh, and that is Stoner in the News. Stoner in the News. In the News. Okay, well, uh, guess what, guys? I thought it would be time to quiz you. <laughs> oh, great. A pop what? quiz. <laughs> You know what I... Hey, this isn't school. Well, this is a personality type quiz. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. You don't have to study. You just have to answer honestly. Uh, We're going to learn how confident are you. Uh, And this quiz is according to... (laughs) Oh, just basic. Just how confident we are (laughs) in general. How confident are you? Uh, According to this quiz that I found in QuizFest from 2016 for teens all across the U.S., uh, so for this, we'll just each of you is going to answer, and I'm going to mark down your answers, and then we'll fill out your confidence meter. So Kayla, you are blue. Grace, you are purple, and Stephanie, Fuck you yeah. are green, the color of weed. <laughs> Wait, did you say we have to write write stuff down? I am doing that. Okay, good. All I have is a weed pen. You just have to and listen no paper. and be able to say true or false. All right, the first question of the quiz and here's this is there's no shame in this i just want you to all feel comfortable to answer honestly okay true or false when inviting pals to your end of the year bash you're not scared to ask your crush so this is like new year's end of the year (laughs) sure um no, I'm inviting my crush. Yeah, me too. That's the one, that's the night a year especially I want so my crush. So the one rule is please be able to say the words true or false. True. <laughs> true. Or was it? False. False, false I would. <laughs> okay, Sorry. what is happening? It's a good true. stone. True. <laughs> Great. True. true for Steph and Kayla. Yes. No for me. Why no for you? Okay. Is it just False. too anxiety-ridden to have your crush there? I just wouldn't have the balls. Wait, wait, hold on. I need some clarification. Are we answering this from the mind of a teenager version of us or currently, current us? 
I think I was thinking current, but you can answer however you want. <laughs> okay, I'm still going to say false. Great. <laughs> Number two, true or false? You wouldn't be embarrassed to post a video of yourself singing off key and dancing. True, true. true or false, we wouldn't be embarrassed? Correct. <laughs> false. False. Uh, false, unless context, like if it was like, if I was, if it was funny, I'd do it. <laughs> what would be the reason you would post it if it wasn't funny? <laughs> that we earnestly think we're good and we're bad. Yeah. Okay. Basically, what we're saying is that we have great self awareness. <laughs> so, Grace is true and Stephanie and Kayla are false. Yes. True or false? Makeup or no makeup? Sweats or dressed to the nines? You know you look good. False. 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 <laughs> oh no, we're not confident. No, I don't think we are. <laughs> or we're just, once again, really self aware. <laughs> Oh, no. I like, yeah, anyway. <laughs> True or false, your Instagram feed is filled with mostly selfies and not as many of BFFs or scenic photos. False, like categorically false for me. Mine's probably 50-50, but I'm going to say false. It is mostly selfies? Is that your answer? <laughs> no, is that the question, <laughs> that it is mostly selfies? Yes, True. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was. True or false, you don't mind being the center of attention when telling a crowd an embarrassing story. God, what I would give to have a crowd listening to me. I know, and I don't care <laughs> right. what I would say. Right, true. Yeah. <laughs> I figured as much for you three. <laughs> true or false, it hurts your feelings a little when you're not automatically chosen first or something like in like a like the classic like PE thing where you're pick you're picking the cool kids are picking their teams or something and you're picked last is that kind of what there's or, I yes, mean anytime you aren't you're picked not, first oh aren't picked first anytime first. I'm gonna say false because I expect to be picked somewhere in the middle yeah me too okay. <laughs> false yeah <laughs> uh oh true or false if you're crushing on a person at summer camp, you make sure to flirt with them every day. <laughs> True. True. It's summer camp. Yeah, true. Sure. You only have When I was at summer camp, I had crush on a crush on twins. Oh, that's Ooh. rough. Did you prefer Did you one twin over the other? Twin? I could not tell them apart and I actually never spoke to them. So maybe I'm a false on this. <laughs> when I went to music camp, I had a crush on a boy who played the accordion, but he he couldn't be in any band cuz the accordion's so weird, so he would just be off alone practicing all the time. <laughs> Adorable. I never spoke to him. Never spoke to him. <laughs> Steph, what well, was we your all said answer? true. Oh, you're all said true? Great. Yeah. yeah. And then we explained that the that was not true <laughs> in real life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> true or false? When it comes to games or sports, you're all about winning and showing off your skills. True. 100%. True. I was a jock. Still am. <laughs> false. 
I said true. Oh. I was a jump rope trickster as a child. I was showing off all the time. Did any mm. of you guys have a skip it? I did. No, I didn't. Oh my god. All right, I last question. Killed it at the skip it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking killed, killed it at the skip it. True or false? Being shy is not in your nature. You don't think twice about speaking your mind. False. False. All of you false? Yeah. 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 Well, Stephanie and Grace, you're both equally pretty confident. There's no big ego here, girlfriend. You're usually pretty confident, but still doubt yourself from time to time, which is only natural. You don't get shy or embarrassed often, and you certainly don't allow your self-esteem to be easily bruised by other people's opinions. But when it does happen, you try not to stress. After all, hardly anyone feels fearless 24-7. And then, Kayla, you were on the cusp, so I'm just going to throw you down into the bottom one so we can, <laughs> we can hear another option, because uh, you were a whole square below them. Uh, and you, your confidence needs a boost. You need Aww. some confidence help, girl. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> The truth is, you'd much rather blend into the background and not draw attention to yourself. This is very not accurate for Kayla. Well, I think I, I maybe am on the cusp. Well, yeah. that's okay from time to time. Don't be afraid to let your spectacular spirit shine, Kayla, to help no. boost your confidence level. Try looking in your mirror once a day and giving yourself a compliment out loud. All right. It'll help you feel better. Oh, All right, fine. I'll try it. No, I'm going right. to, no, what, fuck that. I'm going to give you a compliment, Kayla. And I'm going to say, you're one of the most talented, funniest, smartest, most like funnest people I've ever been, been around. So that was the quiz. Well, thank you, everyone. Yes, good Thank job really opening up. Yourself. I'm glad you all opened up, and I'm glad we really learned about Kayla's need for some self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think is true. I know all of us, and I'd say we're all very confident at the right times and sadly not confident at the wrong times. Hey, we're comedians. <laughs> bingo bongo. Bingo bango. Jingo jango. Oh, um, but you know what time it is. I think it's stoner movie book club time. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, Good. Stoner Movie Book Club. Well, bum. All right. <laughs> so what is Stoner Movie Book Club? Well, we kind of went over it before. We're going to watch movies uh, in an attempt to uh, find some good stoner chick films because stoner chicks are lacking from the stoner comedy genre. Um, so the first movie that uh, I selected is the 2018 Never Going Back, directed by Augustine Frizzle, which I have to say, I love that name. It mm -hmm. is her first film, and it stars relative newcomers Maya Mitchell and Kamala Marone as high school dropout teenagers who live together in Jesse's goofy brother's house. They share a bedroom, and they are very excited because they just bought tickets to go chill on the beach for a week. But then their house gets robbed, they go to juvie for having coke, and they might lose their jobs at the shitty diner they work at. What will the ladies do? <laughs> Is that do the, that's all in just like the plot summary of it? I wrote that blurb myself while I was high. Oh. 
<laughs> Perfect. Nice. Yeah, so we watched this movie, um, and we've talked about this a lot uh, together uh, off podcast, but just about how there's not a lot of female-led stoner comedies. We're on a quest to find some. And I think we might have found one yeah. here. I would agree. The only... <laughs> The only argument I would make against it being a stoner comedy is that a lot of it was really serious to me. I it's it's a dramedy very much for mm-hmm. me in a big way, just because the both of the girls they have hard lives and you know they're what emancipated I guess and yeah it's intense. But the parts that are funny are very funny. Yes, I would agree very much that it is a dramedy and not a comedy. Um, I think that's the sort of thing, since there are so few films about female stoners, if we're going to say that, that when thinking of ones, in my mind, there's like a list of three that I had off the top of my head. Um, The part that made me choose this for us uh, as the stoner chicks, uh, our group, was that the aesthetic of the movie in a lot of ways and times reminded me of the aesthetic we use in our photo shoots, which if you go to our Instagram, Stoner Chicks Podcasts, you can see. But then, of course, yeah, the movie has a very dark, heavy undertone to the reality of their situation. They were so charming and their relationship was so sweet and felt so familiar to me. I feel like it reminded me of so many of my uh, my friendships in college and just kind of being at that stage in your life and smoking a lot of weed is just very relatable. They were so sweet and truly loved each other, um, which is one of my my favorite movie things. Yeah, I think the performances are what make it for me, too. I find them very charming. And I really appreciated that there's some serious queer undertones to the whole thing. Um they're best friends but it also shows them or like at least refers to them making out and stuff like that and their whole relationship um it's a partnership there can be queer platonic relationships too but the whole relationship is very intimate and sweet and like kayla said and yeah i did really enjoy that aspect of it the best donor scene, I thought, was when they accidentally got way too high on edibles and tried to show up for work and ask for their jobs back. <laughs> <laughs> the way they portrayed being too high on edibles was so beautifully done, I thought. Yeah, the shot of them, like, walking into work, like, whis- like loudly whispering to each other as if no <laughs> one can hear them. <laughs> it's a very relatable moment. There's also a really great scene that I know we all discussed after we watched it where the two girls are in a grocery store and this gross man is telling them they're dressed like whores and one of them uh, goes off on him and yells this whole monologue and the funniest part, well, it's, it's it got us and I just, I wrote out the, what she says to him, which is, you fucking pedophile looking, jizz mopper, fucking disgusting, rent-a-cop wannabe, Woody Allen looking dick face, fuck you dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was actually my number one favorite part of the movie that monologue was epic i guess i didn't really enjoy it too rambly maybe yeah it was too rambly and there was nothing something i could really grip onto. i guess i don't know i haven't really thought too much about it outside that i just was like i'll never watch that again i guess fair <laughs> enough fair <laughs> enough well so then how would we all rate it as a stoner comedy 
I thought it checked ahead. off a lot of my boxes to qualify it for a stoner chicks comedy. I think three out of five for me. I'm going to go ahead and say the exact same thing. I was going to say the same thing. Sure, me too. <laughs> right, we're in agreement. Well, it's unanimous. Uh, and then before we stop talking about that, the one thing I wanted to bring up because it made me giggle is, so as I mentioned, Augustine uh, Frizzle? Frizzle's first film was this. And she is working, uh, reportedly, her next project she is working on is called Stoned Alone. Oh, and uh, the film is basically being pitched as Home Alone, but on weed. Oh my god! Oh my god! I could totally <laughs> picture it because there's like those stoner ingenuity people that like can make those like crazy stoner inventions and stuff like that. Can you imagine like someone trying to rob a house and the stoner has a bunch of stoner booby traps lying <laughs> yeah. around? It's uh, supposedly starring and produced by Ryan Reynolds, huh. so a male stoner. Uh, of course. Who misses his plane for a holiday ski trip. And then his paranoia makes him set traps everywhere. And burglars come. Do we think Ryan Reynolds is a real-life stoner? No, I do not think he's a stoner. But I imagine he definitely has. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, he he's the one married to Blake Lively, right? I bet they smoke yeah. weed in the evening. When their babies go to sleep. I think they have four daughters yeah. now. Whoa. It's either three or four. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I haven't... There's been no updates since 2018 on that film, nor on any other project she's working on. So, we'll see. It'll come. It'll we come. just gotta wait. When it does, we will watch. So, that was Stoner Movie Book Club. Wow. Bomb. And we'll go right into my next segment. Oh, what's that, Grace? Uh, Stoner of the Week. Stoner of the Week. Stoner of the Week. So I'm going to tell you about uh, Stoner. And I did not know this until very recently, and you may not have either, but it is supposed that Louisa May Alcott was a stoner. Um, And, you know qualifying terms for people who lived before stoner uh was the terminology anyway um louisa may alcott who you may know as having written little women was born in 1832 um she was raised in a household that was very like transcendentalist so like ralph waldo emerson that sort of thing like finding the divine in nature like finding higher meaning in nature and stuff like that um so she was writing in oh and i want to say that my sources for this um were uh a blog by a woman named ellen comp who has a blog called token women but it's t-o-k-i-n apostrophe Mm -hmm. um and she also wrote a book, uh, Token Women, A 4,000-Year Herstory. And I also listened to a podcast episode of Great Moments in Weed History, um, which is with Abdullah Saeed and David Beanenstock. Oh, my God, it's Beanenstock. He wrote the article, Kayla, about Sunday. What? Beanstock. What? Yeah, it's the yeah, same guy. guy. David Beanenstock. Anyways, he's great. David <laughs> is great. And, um, Hopefully, wow. friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, friend of the pod. Um, so, 
basically, Louise May Alcott wrote a lot of herself into her stories, and, like, that's kind of known, that, like... She's Joe and Little Women yeah, kind of thing. exactly. It's semi-autobiographical stuff. So, she wrote all these novels, but then she also wrote some sensational short stories under a pen named A.M. Barnard, one of these, uh, so two of these plays, one is called A Modern Mistopheles, in which a protagonist takes a hashish candy and at a certain point says, an inward excitement possessed her, a wild desire to sing her very heart out came over her, and a strange chill which she thought a vague presentiment of coming ill crept through her blood, which is pretty intense and dramatic, but <laughs> the main... A short story that they talk about on Great Moments in Weed History is Perilous Play, which was um, published in 1868. And basically, it's like these women have an encounter with a weed guy who's like, take these candies and like take six bonbons. And then they all just get, like, kind of too stoned, <laughs> essentially. Um, and then she goes onto a boat with a guy, and they, like, go into a storm, but she's just, like, really high on edibles the whole time. And he oh is, gosh. too. The main character who we can presume, I guess, is Louisa May Alcott, at one point says, A heavenly dreaminess comes over one, in which they move as if on air. Everything is calm and lovely to them. No pain, no care, no fear of anything, and while it lasts, one lasts, one feels like an angel half asleep. Um, which oh is my just God. like beautiful, cute. such <laughs> a poetic description of the effects of hashish. <laughs> like I don't think that she would be able to sing its praises that well if she didn't eat it right yeah no it, it she if she was writing in multiple short stories about being high she must have been getting fucking high <laughs> yeah i love um, that so yeah basically read those short stories and we can kind of count this really awesome 19th century writer as one of us one of us um yeah so that's stoner of the week stoner of the week stoner of the week <laughs> wow we did it hey kayla i was what what's smoking? smoking oh okay i'll tell y'all what i'm smoking <laughs> so there's this i found this company on a list of woman-owned weed companies <laughs> and uh it's called falcana have you guys ever heard of falcana yes i love that brand yeah okay so i went and i bought a bunch of falcana weed because i went to their website and on the Front page, I, f I read a little bit about them, and it's actually a husband and wife duo out on the Olympic Peninsula in Washington. So they grow weed and they sell weed commercially, and they're also falcon rescuers. So, and I thought you would love that because we're all animal lovers here. <laughs> so they like rehabilitate falcons, and on the Falcana uh, website, there's a picture of Bethany, one of the owners. Uh, hold in a ball gown in the forest holding a falcon and smoking a joint and I was like good god damn I need to buy weed take my, my money I was like 
<laughs> yeah, I was, take it, take it, take it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've been smoking their diesel tie and their Dutch haze uh, pre-rolls, and they've, they're both really energizing sativas, pretty clear-headed. One of them I've found is really good for a Dutch haze for going on long walks, and diesel tie's just been, like, super euphoric. I just want to, like, talk and chat and be creative. So, yeah, I'm smoking Falcana this week. And with that, we have come to the end of our episode, dear listeners, but we've been so happy to have you with us. So happy. Thank you for joining us. Go smoke your weed. Don't forget. We had a fun time indeed. <laughs> weed, that was a good weed, rhyme. weed. Thank you for listening to the Stoner Chicks podcast. We want to thank our editor, Shari Junko, the composer of our theme music, Jessica Damari, and Ben Redder and AJ Dent for creating our rad cover art. Email us your high thoughts at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stonerchickspodcast.